Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 12. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees are two kind of different sects or groups within the Jewish community. Frankly, they're at odds with each other most of the time, but they're both so threatened and offended by Jesus that they're kind of working together to get rid of him, despite their differences and the typical infighting that they've had. And this might remind you of chapter 12, verses 38 through 42, where the Pharisees come and ask for a sign. You can go back and hear our podcast on that text. It's episode number 508. And Jesus answers them similarly in this text. He answered them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. So back in that text that I just referenced, Matthew 12, verses 38 through 42, that's episode 508, Jesus also referenced the sign of Jonah. He said that the sign of Jonah is just as Jonah was three days in the belly of a fish, so the Son of Man will be three days in the heart of the earth. He's referring to his death and subsequent resurrection. He's not going to be in the heart of the earth longer than three days because he's coming back out. And Jesus says that's the only sign you're going to be given. Now, as we've said, Jesus is an afraid to do miraculous things, signs, and wonders in places where they are genuinely received. But these guys aren't trying to genuinely receive anything. They're trying to entrap him for the purpose of ultimately destroying him. Jesus says, no guys, sorry, get lost. The only sign you're going to be given is the sign of Jonah. We already covered that back a few days ago. There's a little bit more in this text to provide some context. He talks about their ability to read the appearance of the sky. Something in the culture they would have done, they would have known that the weather is going to be this way or that way because of how the sky looks. He says you can read the appearance of the sky, but you can't read the signs of the times. In other words, good for you. You know what the weather is going to be tomorrow, but you are oblivious to what God is doing right now. There were prophecies in the Old Testament. You guys are obviously well-versed in that. You're Jewish experts, teachers, scribes, leaders. And if you were paying attention to the signs of the age, you would see that I am fulfilling all of those prophecies, but you refuse to see that. You're unable to see that. This section ends with a pretty stark and haunting sentence. So he left them and departed. I don't think this is just a literal description of what he did. He did leave them and depart. But he is also, as we've seen in the previous text the last few days, he's also turning his attention away from the house of Israel and broadening the scope of his ministry to include Gentiles. The Jewish people, the Israelites, they have largely rejected him. And so he is leaving them and departing. He's going to take the message to people who will receive it more sincerely and with greater eagerness than they have. Let's continue in verse 5. I guess one simple application from that would be don't be people who, despite the Lord's attempts to reach you, continue to reject him, therefore giving him any reason to depart and leave. Go find people who are more receptive. Let's continue in verse 5. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, we brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for 
for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So they just had this encounter with the Pharisees and Sadducees who were trying to entrap him. Jesus saying, guys, look out for these guys. They're snakes. Their teaching is dangerous. This is a negative metaphor of leaven, yeast, that is put in bread. Just a few chapters ago, chapter 13, verse 33, Jesus used leaven to describe something else as an illustration. Jesus here is using a negative metaphor of leaven, saying these Sadducees and Pharisees teach false things, and those false things silently permeate the whole community in a way that's very, very dangerous. Beware of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. As soon as he mentions leaven, the disciples think he's referring to the fact that they didn't bring bread. He's like, guys, did you just see what happened with the 5,000? Did you see what happened with the 4,000? Don't worry about bread. We got bread covered. That's not what I'm talking about. Jesus rebukes his disciples openly. This happens quite a bit. And I think it's great because the idea of rebuking one another is not popular today. Might step on somebody's toes, might hurt somebody's feelings. But here the Lord is rebuking his disciples for misunderstanding what he's saying because it's important that they get right what he's trying to tell them. The fact that he rebukes them doesn't mean he doesn't love them. In fact, it's evidence that he does. He wants them to clearly understand what's going on so that when he's no longer around and it's left to them to take the message of the gospel to the whole world, they're equipped to do it and they know exactly what the truth is and what's going on. By the way, for anybody who thinks that the feeding of the 4,000 is the same as the feeding of the 5,000 as some theologians, seminary professors, other folks who like to slice and dice scripture because it's hard for them to believe two separate miracles, this makes it pretty clear that Jesus doubles down on the fact that they're two separate events. He lists them separately. Once again, I implore all of us to just take scripture at face value and believe it just like it's written because it's reliable. Kind of funny how that example that I just gave about some theologians trying to conflate the 4,000 and 5,000, that's an example of exactly what Jesus is warning the disciples against. Be careful of false teachers. Be careful of people who would lead you astray from an accurate understanding and belief in the word of God because that false teaching and those lies permeate a community unseen and cause all kinds of disruption under the surface until it's too late and the leaven has spread all the way through. Lord, help us to trust your word. Thanks for providing it for us and protect us from the false teaching of those who Satan would use to undermine the truth in our hearts and minds. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.